welcome to another evening. My name's Danny, and this is the podcast where I chat with fellow book lovers all about their fantasy evening uh, to invite some of their favourite fictional guests to in a location that has caught their imagination um, and to delve just into their you know adoration of books. And this week I am joined by the absolutely amazing Sarah Pierce. I am sure that you have seen her book, The Sanatorium everywhere on bookstagram on book talk uh twitter it was part of reese's book club um it has topped so many lists um and her latest book the retreat is due out in july of this year it's set uh in our home area of Torbay down in South Devon. She is a local writer to me who is doing absolutely incredibly and I am so excited to welcome her on to chat all about her novel evening. A massive hello to Sarah. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. It's quite nice and sunny, as you probably know, as we live quite close. We live very close. Um, Compared to yesterday, I don't know what the weather is doing in Torbay. (laughs) It's really strange, actually, we were saying, because it kind of went really cold and, like, unseasonably cold for me. And today it's, like, hot. I'm not used to it. (laughs) Yeah, and then the day before that was sweating. It was so warm. I feel like we have our own microclimate down in, like, South Devon. I think we do, don't we? I think it is something to do with only, like, certain plants. I think here and in somewhere in Cornwall, I think it's the same, yeah. Yeah, because everyone has to be, like, heat wave, and I'm looking out the window, (laughs) and it's, like, torrential rain. And We're like, actually, no. (laughs) No, stop posting about it. We're not okay in Devon. (laughs) But, yes, you are literally down the road. I can probably see you out of my attic window. (laughs) You can wave, hello. We can wave at each other. But, anyway, we're doing this via Zoom, because that's what we do nowadays. Exactly. That's the default. (laughs) It is. But you, I mean, your book, The Sanatorium, has done incredibly. Like, it's blown up. It's huge. (laughs) It was part of Reese's Book Club and it's topped all the bestseller lists. And for someone from Devon, that feels like a really huge deal. To have an author, you know, become so huge uh, is just wonderful. So congratulations, firstly, on The Sanatorium. Thank you so much. Uh, and then the retreat, yes. which is due out very soon, yeah. uh, and also features on the proofs. It features Thatcher's Rock, which is local to us, which again, super cool. <laughs> yeah. I can see it out of my window right now, um, which is very cool. I, how are you feeling this time around? Because I imagine it's a very different release to the yeah. sanatorium. It really is. It's it's a very different feeling. And obviously the retreat uh, was written, I think perhaps I've kind of shared this a little bit on social media before, but the retreat was written kind of during the sort of pandemic period, a lockdown and children at home and things. So yeah, it's a very different experience. And I think had it even not been the pandemic, it would have been different anyway. I think you have that kind of deadline, which when I wrote the sanatorium, it's very much kind of a passion project. You don't know if it's ever going to even be published. Um, and it's just, yeah, that kind of like, yeah, you have an, probably it was 18 months in terms of actual writing time, a little bit more in terms of research and things. So yeah, I think your second novel is always slightly scarier because you're under that kind of gosh, of, of the timings but yeah it was a really the uh, the retreat was really fun to write for a lot of reasons I w- really fancied the idea of Ellen leaving behind the snow which I think she was quite relieved by and coming home I've always wanted to write about Devon obviously it's where I'm from and where I live now so yeah it's been a, a, a roller coaster <laughs> amazing and it's it does feel like a very different beast this book I've read both of them the sanatorium obviously is set in this glorious winter wonderland as it becomes very eerie very quickly yes. um, Whereas the retreat is an unseasonably warm, sunny part of, <laughs> of Devon. I was reading it thinking, when do we get this weather? 
<laughs> I was I was looking back to the summer. We actually had, I think, didn't we have two summers? I don't know if it was 2018 and 2019, but really hot, hot summers. And I remember our grass kind of turned yellow. Um, so I was basing it on that kind of period. <laughs> I was heavily pregnant in the summer of 2018. And I recall it was, that. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Very, very hot. Yeah. I remember just being like, I could nothing fit me either. So I'd just walk around in my husband's t-shirts, like dying. It's nothing um, worse a pregnancy during the summer. I'm sorry. My feet, I remember I was the same with my eldest daughter and just my feet. I remember, oh gosh, swelling and yeah. Everything was just um, so warm and clammy. It was awful. But it was that kind of a conscious effort to make it so different in terms of how it how it feels with the setting. Yeah, definitely. And also slightly different in terms of um, sort of points of view and things. And I think I had without giving too much away about the plot of the retreat I kind of follow the point of view of Hannah who's one of the characters in the group that goes to visit the retreat and Ellen and I think with a series there is can be a danger I think sometimes particularly when you have kind of you have a main character and Ellen's quite an intense person I very much kind of wanted to sort of split that and have the point of view and we do have that in the sanatorium we have the point of view from various characters but nothing that's sustained and I think I just wanted to try and do something a little bit different in the retreat which I'm also planning on doing in in my third book and yeah I think it just keeps a little bit fresh so I wanted to move away from Switzerland and the snow yeah and just do something quite different I think it would be easy with with Ellen as well because you say she's very intense um and she's quite a complex person I think it'd be easy to get quite frustrated with her if you were only reading her point of view uh, because I think she's very conflicted and I did like having a different perspective of what was oh, happening. Oh good, I'm glad that's I really work. enjoyed yeah. that. I really yeah. enjoyed that element and I do think, so with the first one, it felt more personal for Ellen yes. in the first one, whereas this yeah. one feels more like a big crime novel. This is her solving a crime. Yes. Um, well. Obviously you've sown some seeds without giving anything away. There's some darker <laughs> yeah. stuff going on that I'm excited for and obviously you've mentioned there'll be a third book Yes. Do you yes. have a setting for this in mind? You also have to say, but do you yeah, know where no, it'll be set? Have a setting for it in mind. I'm not going to say too much just yet, if that's okay. But yeah, it's very much kind of resolution of that sort of secondary plot thread we have running yeah. through kind of the sanatorium and the retreat. So yeah, it's all going to tie together quite nicely in the amazing. in the third book. But yeah, it just like I'm I'm very conscious of that in a series, and I know obviously it does work. People often keep series in the same location and kind of mix it up in that way. But I just very much wanted to keep things fresh, and then hopefully book three will feel different again. I love it. I love it. How did it feel? when the sanatorium became just so big it's it's huge I think book top has played a big part in it um that's been a huge part but I mean it's done incredibly how does that feel oh genuinely it's amazing and it's every dream come true genuinely I can't actually I always say that's the wrong phrase because it wasn't a dream I think when you start writing a book particularly as a debut I think all you want is to find an agent first of all that's the first yeah. hurdle and then a publisher and to see it published and I genuinely I didn't have expectations it would sell a hundred copies and that's hand on heart I had no idea so for it to do so well um and also it's kind of given me it's a really kind of I think when you're um kind of submitting to agents and that kind of thing yeah. and in those early stages I think you can kind of almost see think of the kind of literary world as something quite closed off particularly if not in London or the southeast and it kind of gave me gives me a lot of faith in the idea that if you write a really good story it kind of doesn't matter where you're from if you're a little bit out the sticks or yeah as long as you tell that good story I think a book will find its audience um and yeah obviously the Reese thing in America was just amazing and again it's just that kind of idea that someone would sort of read the book and feel so passionately about it and yeah for it to capture people's imaginations I genuinely didn't expect it so it's been amazing <laughs> That's and I love the fact that she is Reese Witherspoon is so passionate 
about books and about reading she's obviously championed a lot of adaptations yes uh, she's yeah. behind a lot of that and that must be amazing for someone to pick up your book like that with such a huge audience and say yeah. you need to read this it's just yeah I can just not honestly not say enough particularly what she's kind of doing for female authors and often debuts I love the fact obviously some of the authors she chooses are established but she does choose a lot of debuts and obviously you know it's a rubbing off a little bit of her star part star power and her choices to do that it kind of is life-changing you know I, I was part of lots of book clubs one in India all over the world is saying we chose you to read your book because of Reese's book club so for me particularly during the pandemic when I couldn't get out to bookshops and that kind of thing having that interaction with people all over the world because of what she'd done was just yeah amazing <laughs> oh it's brilliant and will you be able to get out and about are you hoping to do some signings for the retreat and yeah, all that no, definitely We've done kind of like a little proof drop actually in London with my publicist um, a few weeks ago. And then we're actually kind of doing a, a sort of Southwest tour during publication week, which is quite nice. So um, hopefully we'll be doing our local Waterstones and then kind of heading up the country, which will be very nice. Oh, I <laughs> shall be there. I shall keep an eye out and I shall, uh, I shall head to our little local Waterstones. Um, we have a really good Waterstones as well we down do, in Torquay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a really good one. And New Abbott is amazing. I was going to well. say it's really nice. And Exeter, we kind of have yeah, quite a few. There's two in Exeter, which is. <laughs> Just horrendous for me because I well I bought one in one I should definitely get one I know I often do the one. double brows I have to say I head between the two <laughs> I love it and they are they're both very different shops as well bizarre yeah, no, they, they both have very different yeah. feels well I shall definitely be coming along um <laughs> to say hello I think oh. that is so cool I loved the retreat I love the sanatorium I cannot wait to see what Ellen does next uh I'm hoping it's going to get darker as well because it certainly it gave me the heaves the retreat. Oh, good. That's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that when you have a book that's set somewhere warm and sunny, but it's still creepy. I think that's a challenge. I really oh, do. Thank you. Yeah, because it's hard to know, obviously, because it's out with early readers and things now, and obviously, yeah, you it's hard to know whether it quite captures. So I'm really pleased you felt that because it was a challenge with the heat. I think when you have the snow and those kind of you know very chilly elements, it kind of is a very natural thing for the book to feel quite scary. So I wanted to kind of conjure some of that, but in a warmer climate. So yeah, I'm glad it came across. Oh, no, I love it. And I have no idea what to expect from your novel evening. Um, sometimes I can kind of guess, um, but with you, I'm legitimately stumped. I have no <laughs> idea what's coming. I'm really, really excited. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be your maitre d' for your evening, just so I get to come along to everyone's evenings, which is great. So I'm intrigued as to where we're going to go. Where are we heading? Right. I'm actually heading, and this was kind of, I was debating, I was really torn between, do we head? It's actually a location in my in my book, The Retreat. I was debating, do we do something in the sanatorium? Actually, not the restaurant area in The Retreat. <laughs> it's going to be the yoga pavilion, which is, oh. the, uh, yeah, it's kind of um, dramatic, a few dramatic scenes happen on the yoga pavilion yeah. in the novel. Um, so I'm thinking we could set something up there overlooking the water have to avoid the fact there might be a body below on the rocks but yeah, yeah I was gonna say it's not the most peaceful yoga pavilion <laughs> that I've ever read about um but the views sound stunning yes yeah the views yeah, the views the kind of environment in general until something bad happens I think yes. you kind of have the setup um I, Catherine Ryan Howard has actually described it. it's quite funny she described the book as ruining luxe travel for us all so I think <laughs> it sounds quite appealing the retreat um and then you have something bad happen so yeah we'll have the nice setup for the meal but yeah who knows what might come afterwards it's almost <laughs> worse when these things happen in really beautiful luxe places I mean the sanatorium it's a creepy old building anyway, yes, right? Yes. So you kind of expect it. But with this, this is genuinely like Bali moves to Devon. <laughs> and it's so like romantic and relaxing until it's not. And then you realise you're just yeah. cut off from land. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna have a nice that. evening. We're not yeah, gonna have any yeah. better. Yeah, the idea, the idea of having this kind of like meal and things on an island, I always do have a slight fear of anywhere remote. I think that's probably why I love writing about things that are really remote. I have that kind of, yeah, the idea that you can't escape somewhere will always be, yeah, a nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah, you're completely beholden to weather as well with places yeah. like that. You're completely at a loss. Yeah, I think down here, like the idea of having the meal overlooking the sea, I love the idea of kind of, yeah, this sort of very nice feeling of, of, of being relaxed, listening to the sound of the water. I think you feel in the retreat, the idea of everything being lovely and then things turn on an instant. I think living down here, we really feel that. The sea can be flat calm one day and then actually hugely choppy and terrifying the next and you wouldn't want to go out on it. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to have a lovely time though. We're going to enjoy yeah. the retreat. Um, and it is somewhere I would very much like to visit. I, I would love to go on Thatcher's Rock. I know nothing's there, but I'd still like to go and have a nose around it. That'd I think cool. a few people have actually, but I think also there's like a lot of nesting birds. So I don't know whether, oh. like, yeah, or whether, well, I don't even know whether nesting birds or just lots of birds. And I always have slight fear of kind of a Hitchcockian kind of <laughs> attack if you entered the island. So I only have a kind of kayaked around, I have to say. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm excited by this. So we're going to sit and have some food in the pavilion. Who's yeah. the first person who you're going to invite? Who's going to arrive by boat? Oh, it's quite, oh, I don't know, who probably would be the first one. Um, it's probably going back to someone, um, and it's actually probably their character and the author. Is that allowed? Yeah, Could yeah, that is allowed. Uh, so it'd probably be um, Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot. <laughs> oh, um, how fun yeah. would that be for them to come together? Yeah, I would really love, and I think it's really interesting because lots, uh, there's kind of lots of talk, isn't there, of Agatha Christie inserting kind of bits of herself in various characters, but I'd really like to see the two of them interact. I think you can see how she wrote a lot of the Poirot novels, how much affection she had for the character. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to kind of speak to both of them and sort of pick their brains. I reread um, Dead Man's Folly the other day after visiting Greenway and oh my gosh, just one of my favourite books. <laughs> oh, well, I have not read any Agatha Christie, um, which I think is probably blasphemy when you live in Greenway. <laughs> I know, um, <laughs> it's not I know. You're, you're told a lot about her, aren't you, living? <laughs> yes, everything is about her. I've not been to Greenway either, I think because they open at very strange times okay, um, yeah, yeah. and I would really love to go. So I do need to I need to read some but I did read the Christie affair okay, recently I, I don't know if you've read that I've had lots of good things yeah really interesting um I knew basically nothing about her really um except for what I'd seen in museums yes. but really interesting I really recommend um okay. sexed up Agatha Christie a little bit as Ooh, well she's sort of a okay. bit less formidable as a, as a woman as I imagined oh, her she's okay. got a bit more fun yeah. side yeah, so yeah. I recommend that one hmm. um but yeah I need to I need to read some and it would be so cool to see her and Hercule together yeah, together but yeah Dead Man's Folly lots of kind of intricately woven clues oh yeah it's a really I definitely recommend starting that one it's a really oh. good one okay it's going on my list that will be my first my first Christie I felt really bad because I went to Torquay Museum the other day and they've got all of her books <laughs> yeah they have and I felt like they were looking at me like shamefully and I was like, it was shameful. <laughs> yeah. I know it's living down here you kind of do hear a lot about her don't you so it's kind oh, yeah. of yeah you'd have you the guilt <laughs> and I feel like we'd be in safe hands now we've got two people who I feel like very much understand a mystery so if anything did go awry yeah we're in safe hands yeah. for sure yeah. I feel like yourself as well you've got yeah. some insight into you know mysteries so I feel pretty safe yeah, yeah. yeah I love that <laughs> I feel pretty, and I'd love to ask her about her adaptations as well I'd love to 
to know what she thinks of all these adaptations. I know that's what I mean there's so many questions I genuinely would have and about the inspiration because I think our area that's something with the retreat I just think our area itself has so many stories and it's so naturally beautiful I just love the idea of that kind of I think she does it really well that sort of darker side just kind of bubbling beneath something somewhere beautiful or somewhere that's quite serene yeah I just love to ask her how she got her ideas <laughs> that's what I used to love about Midsummer Murders when it used to be yes. a really quiet quaint village and everybody was a murderer <laughs> I, it got to, I did think though a few series in it, it did make me laugh it was kind of almost every scenario wasn't it I was thinking this poor village would anyone actually... living here <laughs> yeah. looks as it, oh that would be nice <laughs> would anyone still be living in Midsummer <laughs> <laughs> no they'd all be dead they'd be all philanderers <laughs> or murderers or fraudsters they were yeah. just apparently retired to that area which yeah, I absolutely actually, loved yeah they couldn't actually have anyone moving in would they <laughs> I think they'd look at the look at the kind of news report and go no <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe not maybe okay not. so we've got Agatha and Hercule are going to come and take a seat yes I, I don't know if we're having tea or what the plan is but well, I'm actually coming. thinking a little bit random I'm thinking an Indian meal I really oh. love Indian food so oh. I'm thinking yeah something nice outside Indian meal yeah Nice. Now I sat down on some cushions and low yeah, tables, exactly. and yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm Very down on the with yoga that. pavilion vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and Hercule would enjoy that. I think he was. Yeah. He travelled all over, didn't he? He travelled all over. But the one thing I don't think he'd like about that kind of meal, he's really fastidious and kind of fussy. So I think he'd be kind of like, oh, we're not sitting properly, or we're not. <laughs> yeah. I think. Are we going to use our hands to scoop yeah, no, the rice? I think, no, I think I think Hercule would be a bit disapproving. So I'd like to see that. <laughs> he might loosen though. He might, you know, unbutton his cravat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> okay they've arrived who's gonna turn up next by that little yeah boat? this is a character from one of my favorite favorite books um the little stranger by sarah waters and it would be dr faraday i found him oh my gosh an amazing character in every way and i to be honest all of sarah waters books i'm just kind of awed by her imagination and how she yeah you inhabit the characters so fully and in that book you kind of start off with him as a character I just thought and almost quite neutrally I think he was kind of narrating and I felt yeah not anything in particular but towards the end because of the kind of sinister nature she does it so so cleverly and I'd be really intrigued to sort of chat with him um yeah about his life hmm. how do you think he'd gel with Agatha and Hercule yeah I don't know actually I think it's kind of interesting sort of different time periods um and how they were as as people I think Dr Faraday doesn't give a lot away I think because of his background he's kind of very much playing a role so yeah I don't know I think Hercule would see through him quite quickly probably Ooh, maybe he'd be able to unpick maybe he'd yeah. be able to kind of get a bit more yeah. out of him which is always fun definitely yeah I like this idea okay so he's arrived have we got anyone else coming yeah, I think I'm pulling something back to my childhood, if that's allowed. Yeah, um, you, it, would, anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love Matilda from Roldol, um, who I just, yeah, I probably love her to meet her as an adult, actually. And it's something I've discussed with my daughters before. I love who she is. And I, as a child, I kind of really related, actually, <laughs> to kind of the very bookish nature of her. Um, and I just love to um, meet her as an adult and see what she'd become, despite her awful family. I've just actually just read it with my little girl. Um, she's only five and we read a chapter a night and she she really related to Matilda and in a way that I did. Um, I was a very odd bookish little girl um, <laughs> lost in a novel. Well, you uh, would go to the library. I used to come up with a stack of books. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it would be so interesting to see her as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would really just love to see kind of what she did with that kind of ferocious brain of hers. I just think it would be something amazing. And I think he just kind of captures something, that kind of very adult side of her, but there's also that innocence as well. Yeah, it was just a really cleverly written book. So yeah, I'd love to she's see She's a her. really old soul, isn't she? But she's still a child. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. I think he kind of captures that idea. And I think it kind of links very much back to kind of books transporting you. I think with her, she has that kind of nature. She's obviously hugely bright, but she kind of, you very much get the sense that through her reading, her kind of world gets bigger. And that's how she kind of almost then sees the flaws in her parents and the people around her. So clever. What the world can be compared to what she's having. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And meeting Hercule Poirot and Agatha Christie would be amazing for her. Yeah, it really would. I think she'd be, I think it would be interesting if she'd obviously with Agatha and that sort of side of things, I think she'd actually really love detective fiction. You kind of read about the books she reads, she's kind of basically read the whole library. So yeah, I think it would be an interesting mix. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is such a fun group as well. And I think (laughs) you'd have such good conversations. Is there anyone else who's going to arrive by boat? Mm, Yeah, I think probably um, one of my well, I don't know say favourite characters, he's not a very nice person, is Tom Ripley in The Talented Mr Ripley. Um, and I think Patricia Highsmith, again, does something really clever with him as a character. He's hugely dark, but you kind of, again, inhabit that character really um, kind of completely. And it makes me worry about her almost as an author. I think when you can do that so, so well, yeah, it's just an amazing insight into her mind as well. Yeah, he's he's very dark yeah. and he's very morally gray in a lot of ways yes. but you kind of yeah. sympathize with him it's kind of something very mad about so. him yes very much so and I think that's I, I always think that's the sign of a really good kind of character creation where someone is multifaceted I don't like the idea when someone is always completely evil because I don't think anybody is in real life so I think she just yeah does that so wonderfully yeah okay it's it's a bold choice um <laughs> <laughs> especially on an island yeah separated from you know the mainland um love Hercule, though so do, and he yeah. would see through that yeah very quickly from from tom maybe maybe and he would tom would have some interesting stories i feel like he's seen some yeah. things yeah yeah and his adopting of the personas etc i think we'd yeah. have uh, yeah some interesting stories i feel like this would be a psychology we'd be diving into <laughs> the psyche of of uh the you know compulsive liar for the evening exactly <laughs> I think we would. <laughs> Anybody else? Is that your group? Oh, can I sneak in one more? You can sneak in however many okay. you like. I'd sneak in um Harry well, in we say Harry Hole, but it's Harry Hula, Joe Nesbo's um character in the uh, in his main sort of series he does standalones but it's a series I absolutely love I have one of my bookshelf actually the snowman sitting up there but I love Harry Hula as a character he's really um multifaceted in every way um there's bits about him I dislike bits about him I love um but yeah you always get the sense that Nesbo knows him absolutely as a person um and I just yeah it's such a convincing character I kind of tore through the series and yeah I think the snowman will always be my favorite though <laughs> I have read the snowman I haven't read any of the others but the snowman was was dark and yeah. again it had that snow feel yeah and yeah. everything is worse in the snow <laughs> it really really is yeah I think that kind of claustrophobic nature of everything I think when a crime novel opens and it and it's snowy there's no there's always a sense of exactly where it's going to go as the snow starts to fall the sort of darkness sets in yeah yeah and I think it's always darker in the winter isn't it nights are always darker it's always colder yeah. and you know snow is dangerous ice is dangerous yeah, yeah. So you're already at a loss aren't you you're already kind of exactly. losing before you yeah. started the battle yeah um 
But yeah, he'd be interesting. Him and Hercule would be interesting to listen Very, to. Yeah, almost kind of polar opposites in how they investigate. I think, as I said, I, um, you have Paris who's very fastidious. Um, but Harry Hula's just, yeah, kind of all over the place. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, sometimes he kind of acts very impulsively, very rationally. But again, I think that's really good. I think, you know, if you have someone in that state of mind, that probably is how they might behave. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he and Hercule could rub each other up the wrong way, potentially, which would be fun. And I do feel, I feel very safe now that we've got a good group. I know we've got <laughs> Tom, <laughs> but I feel safe. Safe too. <laughs> but then if Tom's your friend, like genuinely your friend, as long as you don't cross him I think you're fine yeah I think you're fine you're fine you don't do anything to threaten his um <laughs> his <Yes>. character <laughs> and you'll be just fine it's an interesting mix that you've gone for um I think it's much an evening about conversation yes definitely yeah um and uh, yeah an eclectic and I also kind of very much for me a lot of sort of the detectives I love and the kind of crime fiction I've kind of had to weave those in there's a lot more I could do but I think I, I need the detectives there to represent the crime fiction community. you do yeah. you do I love it and is there anybody that you really don't want to show up by vote hmm I don't think no I don't think I have anybody actually in particular oh okay that's interesting yeah. I'm now I'm picturing all the like villains <laughs> that can arrive <laughs> yeah <laughs> I well to be fair I think Hannibal Lecter would probably won I'd immediately rule out um yeah. but yeah apart from that probably not actually I mean he is very charming and he does have excellent wine taste yeah he could be a good <laughs> conversationalist as well but <laughs> yeah you just want him to leave before the night was over yeah definitely um and yeah around kind of maybe the distraction of nice food might Put him off other yeah <laughs> other kinds of food yeah <laughs> he again though, is such an interesting character he's yeah. such a, he's so dark but also there's something quite charming about him no there really is and again that's kind of very much I think with with Ripley I think as an author if you are able to kind of make the reader like someone who you know is dark I mean even if particularly if you can kind of go into the book knowing if you've read about them knowing that it's going to be a dark character and you go into them and kind of are charmed by that person that's a, a great skill when you know they're going to be the bad guy as it were yeah. in quotes and they're actually like oh, I kind of like this person or they're kind of funny like yeah, yeah. To have that charm, I think it kind of really plays with your emotions, isn't it? Because I think you then are almost rooting for that bad character, which is really strange. It's kind of quite morally ambiguous as the reader. You're kind of like, I shouldn't be rooting for that person, actually. <laughs> and they made it so much worse when they made the TV show and they cast Mads Mikkelsen, who I absolutely adore. I found that even because I've watched it and oh, he's so like beautiful and such a great actor and he's so good looking. And he'd like, but also he eats people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is okay he's lovely in every way you know like the um have you seen the tv series you on um yeah. netflix it's a game the same thing i'm like i really shouldn't be charmed by this character and it is quite similar i think with with lecter it's a similar thing where you kind of the conversation and the narration you're hearing you actually like loads about him and then he does the most despicable things and in your mind you're still almost making excuses for them but he really likes books and that's what? rare in a man <laughs> Care and attention he has with books it's very appealing yeah. but then and some of the people that he does kill I might like, be fair I kind of understand yeah, yeah. why you did that I, yeah, I love that <laughs> I know what you mean that there have been choices of some of the kind of victims and actually you kind of think at the beginning um yeah they're really nice people and as it goes on you kind of yeah you kind of think actually I can see why <laughs> I see why you made this choice I'm not condoning it 
but I understand the reasons behind it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you've got, you've got a nice open evening. We're going to enjoy some Indian food. Hercule's going to have to roll up his sleeves, um, yeah. which he's going to struggle with. Okay. But I, I approve. This is a very much an homage to crime fiction. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Which I love. And uh, before I let you enjoy the rest of your Saturday <laughs> evening with your puppies and the gorgeous sunshine, I ask everybody what they're currently reading. Do you have a current read? Um, I don't have a current current read, but a book I'm planning on reading is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. I haven't actually read any of hers, but I just love the idea. It's something, a kind of romance related to the publishing world. So an editor. So yeah, it's a kind of like fun, lighthearted read. I'm looking forward to get stuck, getting stuck into that. I'm kind of in the phase where I'm planning my book and I could try and veer away from anything sort of too thriller related. So something as a bit of light relief. I sometimes sort of read nonfiction when I'm plotting as well, mm-hmm. either for research. But yeah, I just wanted I heard lots of good things about it. So, um, yeah, I was going to say I found it intriguing that you write such dark novels and then you're going to go <laughs> for a romance. But I guess that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I, don't, I have to say I haven't read lots of romance. You know, obviously, with lots of the Colleen Hoover books and that kind of thing. I haven't actually I've only read Verity, um, one of hers. And I've That's heard I've read. You know, yeah, on, on Book Talk, I know there's lots and lots of romance, but yeah, I've heard lots of good things about Emily Henry's novels. I think Beach, is it Beach Read is another one? I'm going to have to try. Yes, yeah. I've seen yeah. that one a lot. That seemed yeah. obviously with summer approaching, that seems to be quite popular. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting with Clean Hoover because I, I read Verity and I kind of assumed that all of her books were thrillers, domestic yeah. kind of thrillers. I, no, so did I. I hadn't heard lots about her until Verity, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, she obviously writes. And then the more I was looking, I was like, oh, but she also writes romance. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think the lots of the other books are, but it's not a genre I've ever read kind of, yeah, much of. So I'm interested because you kind of see, and particularly with fantasy on BookTok and things, it's interesting, isn't it? Lots of books, genres I haven't read kind of blow up. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm a big fantasy lover. That's kind of my my wheelhouse in historical fiction but I do I've only really read thrillers in the last kind of year and a half really well so thrillers are like a new thing yeah my grandparents my grandfather and my mum have always read it my mum used to read like Karen Slaughter oh yes yeah really my mum be sat there eating like a pastry and reading all these horrific scenes that she writes (laughs) and I was sort of a bit of a wimp but I don't think I can read some of that um so I think I'm more thriller than kind of crime but I love true crime yes yeah so I can watch true crime documentaries and be eating my cereal in the mornings but a book yeah. I find really hard if it's gory oh that's um, interesting yeah. yeah but I find yours quite jumpy I do have to I don't read them at night <laughs> oh okay so your family daylight only I've had a few people honestly say my husband came into the room they were lying reading in bed and one woman said I literally jumped out of bed <laughs> so scared so yeah I think that's a few people have um, been terrified by my books which yeah but I mean that's that's excellent that's what you want isn't it you want oh, people yeah. to be a bit frightened um and I definitely think it's it's interesting why we want to scare ourselves yeah definitely I think for me writing I'm not a fan actually a huge fan of kind of scary movies or anything like you say kind of too gory particularly visually when you can't escape I think with a book there's a limit to where your imagination can necessarily go you can kind yeah. of pull back a little bit when you kind of see a sort of horror film and it's so sort of graphic and gory that's very yeah scary but I think definitely in books I think as an author it's really nice to explore your own fears so I definitely have elements of Ellen's claustrophobia um and that kind of thing so yeah I think very much you can as a reader as well sort of test your limits within sort of thrillers which is yeah. exciting do you ever feel a bit scared as you're writing do you ever kind of freak yourself out a little bit while you're writing definitely, yeah enough. I think yeah I think I kind of probably write quite cinematically probably like a lot 
of authors, you kind of very much visually see the scene in your head as you're writing. Um, and yeah, there's definite scenes in both the sanator around the retreats where I'm kind of there. So I am kind of quite scared as I'm writing. And I think that makes the best sort of action scenes in particular when you are there. There's a scene in the retreats kind of when they're on the islet, which is the smaller island. And um, Ellen's there. I'm not going to say too much. Ellen's there and it, the storm's in. And yeah, I know the scene you mean. <laughs> On the decking and I was yeah very much there with her that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> wow well thank you so so much for taking time out it's been an absolute joy to to chat with you I know that you are wonderful on social media at sharing and chatting with with readers of your book um a local friend of mine she's not on bookstagram but she loves your books um, I recommended them to her she's only really started reading properly again this year she kind of stopped oh, reading oh, okay. and I feel like your book was one of the first ones she picked up at the start of the year and I know she's messaged you a couple of times and you've replied which is always so oh, exciting for nice. readers I don't know who that is actually have to tell you I'll pop your message yeah. and let you yeah, know who is. But she she absolutely loved loved your books and she's getting the retreat next she's getting that oh, copy to her to have a read of but yeah everyone can follow you over on Instagram yeah yeah and, uh, and share the book yeah and tiktok i mean i am not brave enough i just i watch tiktok <laughs> yeah i have to say i've kind of very i would describe it as dipping my toe in so it's very much kind of any trailers or things that my publisher produce or anything i kind of do with instagram as well i share over but i have to say i think it's a platform where you sort of fully have to fully immerse don't you <laughs> yeah commit. and I think it could take a lot of time <laughs> yeah I think I it's when I see people do these amazing reels where they like click their fingers and books fall and they do this and I'm oh, like how God. my brain can't I think maybe I'm the wrong generation yeah, and I, exactly and I also think I probably would struggle genuinely to get any reading done if I added anything else so I kind of think I yeah anything I can kind of cross fertilize from Instagram I'll blow for you. <laughs> save time yeah I feel this I feel this but thank you again and good luck with the retreat it's oh, awesome um it's gonna do amazingly it comes out in July which is not yeah. far away at all I know scarily so <laughs> I know it's and it hasn't been that long since the paperback of the sanatorium was released as yeah. well so yeah. people can still get a copy of that one yeah. and I look forward to your southwest book tour I shall come oh. and say hello thank you so much for having me on <laughs> joy thank you thank you Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.